The Rental Realist, episode number 10. My name's Tyson Hill. In today's episode, we're going to talk about the top five signs or reasons that you need a professional property manager. So this episode is going to be geared towards those landlords who are self-managing. But even if you're not self-managing, it's still interesting information. In my career, I've taken over for a lot of investors who were self-managing. And these are the biggest issues or pitfalls that I have found uh, from from self-managers, whether they realize it or not. So I've decided to throw it on a list and, and talk about each one briefly. So without further ado, sign number five that you need a professional property manager. If your tenant owes you more than one month's rent, then that's a pretty good indication you need to hand over the keys to somebody and let them take over. Now, the reason this happens is because we're human. And when you're self-managing a property and you're showing the property to a prospective tenant, um, you're getting to know them. And typically things are good. And when things are good, you know, you're developing a relationship whether you realize it or not. And things are pleasant. But the second something goes wrong, you know, the tenant calls you and says, hey, I, I lost my job or this or that. I can't pay my rent on time. Because you've developed that relationship, the human side of you wants to A, believe it, and and B, you know, you want to help them out. You want to work with them. And sometimes when this happens, landlords can get a little in over their heads. Um, unfortunately, there's, you know, I should say this, there's a lot of really good tenants out there, but there are also tenants who, you know, if they feel, you know, if you give them an inch, they're going to take the inch. If you give them a foot, they'll take the foot. And they try to take advantage of situations. And I've seen this happen time and time again, where, you know, the tenant just has excuse after excuse. And it gets to the point where the landlord is just like, oh my gosh, I'm in over my skis. Um, can you please take over? And usually I've had this conversation several times in my career. You know, they're, they're like, yeah, I'd like to like to hire a property manager. And then you got get to talking about the details of what's going on. And it's always, it, I, I've had this conversation so many times. This is so embarrassing, but they haven't paid in rent in three months. You know, so this kind of stuff can happen. So it, you know, there's no scenario where a tenant should be more than a month behind. Uh, as a as a professional, you know, I have a fiduciary responsibility to represent my client. And so, you know, I'm human too. And my heartstrings get tugged as well, but I can't let them get tugged too hard because I, I have a responsibility and a duty uh, to represent a client when managing their property. So yes, we'll work with people, but there has to be a line where, you know, you can't you can't go beyond it. You can never get to the point of no return, which to me is when you, when you're over a month behind and the next rent's coming due, you know, that it usually you're digging such a big hole, it's it's inevitably going to end in an eviction type situation. Sign number 4. If you have more than one eviction notch on your belt, then that's probably a pretty good indication that uh, there there's some improvement that could be made with, you know, working through a professional property management company. Evictions do happen in rental property as much as we try to avoid them. You know, certain situations can change with with tenants. They could be a great tenant when you rented to them and then something happens and life changes or they change and, you know, an eviction happens, but they're they're not very common. As a company this calendar year, and we manage over 300 doors, we've had two evictions 
and those were both on apartments. I, I honestly can't even remember the last time I had to evict somebody in a single family home. It just doesn't happen. And I, this is probably one of the bigger pitfalls that I see with, with self-managers is just the ability to properly screen a tenant. Um, they might not have the tools to pull proper background and credit checks. You know, the, you just cannot rent without knowing who you're putting in there. You want to see their rental history. You want to see their credit. You want to see all that stuff because it's going to help you make the best decision possible in putting somebody in your home. Now, somebody who has really messed up credit, this is what they do. They're not, they're not dumb. They know if they come to a company or property management company, they know that they're going to get screened and likely not going to get the place. And so what they do is they try to identify, you know, somebody who's just managing their own house, you know, who might not, you know, they'll, they'll have you fill out an application, but they're really not going to go pull a background or credit check. And so they can kind of sneak past the door. And now you got somebody living in your, your property that's potentially going to be an issue. The other part of it too, is anytime you do something for a long time and on, on a high volume level, you get better at it. Um, you know, so if, if you're managing your three houses, I mean, how many times are you really screening tenants? Whereas, you know, I'm doing it multiple times a day, thousands of times in my career. And so just by doing that, you, you get, you get good at it, you get better at it. And, you know, more times than not, you, we can avoid the catastrophe. You know, we, we know how to identify the red flags and then we can avoid those tenants that are going to cause an issue. So, you know, if you're steadily evicting people, even one eviction, you know, evictions are really, really expensive. And so if you can eliminate evictions from your portfolio, you're going to make a lot more money over time. And so a lot of times self-managers, they don't realize that. They just look at it like, well, I'm not having to pay a property manager, but you know, if you're if you're having to evict somebody once every three years, I mean that's that's pretty expensive. You're you're pretty much paying for your property manager just by, you know, avoiding those evictions. Sign number three: If you are showing up, if you are physically showing up to your rental property to collect rent, that's a sign that you need to hand it over and let a professional property management company manage your property. You know, maybe back in the 80s or the 90s, that was a common practice to go do. I, I remember my dad, when I was a kid, you know, on, on Friday after work, he would run over to this particular apartment complex and try to collect rent because everybody just got paid. You know, and there's probably a time where that was an effective way to, to chase rent. Uh, with technology this day and age, it, it's just not necessary. If you have to go to someone's door to get them to, pay the rent that puts the roof over their head, then that's probably not the tenant you want. There are better options out there. And I can't help but to think of a story I, I believe happened later last year or earlier this year. There was a, a landlord in Utah who Friday after work went to this uh, apartment building that he owned to collect some rent and he never came home. And the tenants ended up murdering him and, and stuffing him in a crawl space inside the the unit. And when I heard this story, obviously I'm in rental property. I'm a, I'm a landlord and a property manager. The first thing that, that came to my head is that guy should have never been there. You know, they, they said he was driving a Cadillac Escalade. Obviously the guy was successful. You know, why was he 
dealing with his properties. You know, I, you know, he was successful in business or whatever he was doing. He really just needed to hand that over to somebody and not worry about it. And had he done that, the guy'd still be here today. And, and I just, yeah, man, I just, I, I listened to that story and I just thought, he should have never been in that situation. You should never have to go to the door to collect rent. And secondly, you know, let a professional handle those tenants. Obviously, they were problem tenants, and there's ways that we can handle those problem tenants without putting our, ourselves or or the actual owner of the property in, in any type of danger. So if you're showing up to the property collecting rent, you're doing something wrong. Sign number two, if your tenant pays when they feel like it. Now, I mentioned earlier, like if, if you have a tenant that's over a month behind, this is a little bit different. This is just a tenant who they'll pay, but they do it on their terms because they're comfortable with you. You know, and if that's the case, you got a potential problem there. It's been my experience that of all the investors I work for, they love consistency. I, I tend to look at things on a macro level. So... I, you know, if I have a tenant, one of my own personal tenants that's a little sporadic, obviously I, I'm pushing them to to be consistent and pay on time. But I look, I zoom out and I say, okay, on December 31st at the end of the year, did I get all my rent? If the answer is yes, and they're not a huge problem tenant, I'm fine with that. But I have a lot of clients who they just can't handle it. They can't handle the inconsistency. It bugs them. They want to know that the rent's being paid on time and they get their check every single month on time, and it's a big deal to them. Psychologically, it's, it's just a big deal. And so when you're self-managing, again, there's that, there's, you know, the tenant gets comfortable with you. And so, you know, if they have a phone bill to pay or rent, you know, they know that you'll work with them. So they're going to go pay their phone bill, and rent gets put on the back burner. And that can work for a while until something, you know, until things get, too hard for the tenant or more bills come in than they can pay. And now you're in a tough situation because you've allowed this tenant to kind of pay when they feel like it. Now, as a property management company, we don't have the ability or the liberty to play by those rules. We have to treat everybody equally. And so rent's due on the first, period. And if they pay late, they got to pay late fees. I can't play favorites to any tenants as that would put us in a very tough position. That's probably one of the biggest pitfalls I see with self-managers is they don't ever enforce a late fee policy because it's hard because they're the, they're the owner of the property and that tenant knows that they could give them a break if they wanted to. Now, me as a, as a property manager, I, I, I can't. I can't give them a break and I tell the tenant that. I hate late fees. Late fees suck. You work, people work hard for their money. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't make my living off of late fees. I would much rather have every tenant pay right on the first. That would make my life a lot easier on a lot of levels. So, you know, if a tenant pays late, they know they got to pay. And so what that does is that motivates them to, to you know, rent a priority. You know, if somebody's renting one of our pro- properties, then rent has to be a priority to them or they're not going to be there very long. On the flip side with self-managers, those tenants know. They know that you can give them a break and certain tenants will start taking advantage of that and it gets... You know, it just gets too sporadic. You know, first they're paying on the 5th. A couple months later, they're paying on the 10th. Next thing you know, it's the 25th. And then you got rent due in five days. Now you can kind of see how that would become a problem. 
And the number one sign that it's time to hire a professional property manager is if you are using Craigslist to market your vacancy. Look, it's not 2005 anymore, guys. You know, there was a time where Craigslist served its purpose, you know, and you were able to to get a renter by using that service. Even back then, I didn't think it was great because you post it and three hours later, that post is buried alive. And, you know, so you constantly have to repost it. I, I just never liked it that much. But even now, there are still all kinds of landlords out there. You know, I'll ask them because I, I, you know, I like to talk real estate with people. I'll say, so how do you market your vacancies? They're like, oh, well, you know, I'll put a sign in the yard and then I take a few pictures, put it on Craigslist. And right there, I'm just like, all right, this guy's clueless. You know, he's, he's, he's so far behind. And the crazy thing is, here's the craziest thing about self-managers. Now, there are a lot of, a lot of self-managers who educate themselves and, and do a really fine job. I'm not just saying this from a property manager because, you know, I'm not, I'm not dogging on it. Actually, when I have close friends and family, if they have a property or two and they come to me and say, hey, uh, you know, I want you to manage my property. The first thing I say is, look, you can do it because you have me as a resource. I'll help you. Uh, unless you just don't want to deal with it, then I'm happy to do it. But, you know, you can do a good job at it. However, there are so many self-managed landlords out there. The, the only thing that they can see is the money that they're saving by not hiring a property manager. But what they're not seeing is how much money are they costing themselves by not having a professional property manager? Because that's hard to quantify. And they don't, they don't even see the mistake they're making. The guy who's using Craigslist to post his vacancy in 2019 has no clue that there are like a million better options out there that are going to get him way more leads, more qualified leads, rent quicker and rent at a better price. He doesn't even realize that. And so, you know, I've oftentimes thought, okay, if somebody's self-managing and they were able to pull back the curtain for me and just give me their books, their all the details of the last, you know, three to five years. You know, when's the last time you had a vacancy? How'd that go? Where'd you market it? What'd you market it at? How long did it take to rent? I'm pretty confident in most cases I could find thousands of dollars of missed opportunity that they're not even seeing. You know, just because, you know, we do this, like I said, we do this on a high volume level. So we're efficient, we're quick. We know how to dial in the right price so we're not losing time. We know how to screen for the right tenants, all that kind of stuff. So that's why I put this episode together. I thought it was interesting. You know, just kind of in my experience, these are kind of the biggest pitfalls or signs that like, hey, you know, I know you're saving a few bucks by doing it yourself, but you're probably costing yourself a lot more, you know, by by not efficiently running these particular areas in your rental property. So... All right. Well, that's it for today. Again, thanks for taking a listen and we will see you on the next one.